Former Trump immigration official Stephen Miller joins me to explain how Biden's open borders are far more dangerous than most of us understand. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, we'll talk midterms and another Trump run for the White House. Follow the Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing, and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text DANA to 9 Nine nine eight eight nine nine. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. But well, I'm anxious to hear from all of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Do I sign this order now? I'm going to sign this executive order right now, okay? Well, I liked him better when he's back in the basement not signing anything. That's yeah, I think we all kind of do. He's we're going to get into all of this because I just I don't really care about his executive orders because they can all be undone. Uh, But what I do care about is the fact that, you know, here you you have this. He's I mean, bypassing Congress, actually. And that's the thing I don't like. Welcome to the show. Happy Thursday to you. Dana Lash here with you, as always. And we're going to we've got a, a lot to get into today, as normally with every day. Uh, we have the updates on the the bill that's in disarray as it relates to the inflation bill. I'm calling it the inflation bill because it is an inflation bill. That's exactly what it is. It's an inflation bill. It's not preventing anything. Not at all. Uh, Kirsten Cinema is apparently going back and forth over that. So welcome to the show. Dana Lash here. It's Thursday. We're going to break stuff down. My friend Kurt Schlichter will be joining us later on in the program. And so first and foremost, with all of this, the because I, I, I want to get into the whole uh, what Kirsten Cinema is kind of she's she wants to change this reconciliation bill. She's the only Democrat holdout on this. And she's looking at the pass-through stuff, and that's, you know, everything that she's getting into. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I think at this point, they'll probably make a deal with her on something as small as that, I would imagine. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't. But I would, I would imagine that they're, because they made, they gave a lot to Joe Manchin. They gave a heck of a lot to Joe Manchin. So why wouldn't they do this for her? I don't know. Why wouldn't they make like a cut? Because her requests are a heck of a lot smaller and more inconsequential in nature than his were. So I don't I don't know why they wouldn't why that would be an issue. She has concerns about how that corporate minimum that that corporate tax that that, uh, book tax I was telling you about how that was going to impact Arizona businesses because it's destructive. 
it's it's I mean, we went through all of that and I sent that to you in your prep email as well. We went through all of that yesterday. So that's she's kind of waiting and, and going and seeing if they can change. I don't see them changing that. I don't. Joe Manchin has more power than she does, but she's trying to leverage the fact that she's the last Democrat standing and uh, that that's. I don't know. It's just, we're, we're, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it some. Because I have a couple of other things to, to hit as well. This EO. Uh, we also have a whole bunch of economic headlines. I also have some international stuff to hit. Uh, Joe Biden signs that executive order for Medicare funds seeking to pay for abortions. That's the whole, that's the whole goal. They're trying to go around uh, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health. So Xavier Becerra is the Health and Human Services Secretary. He's going to He's he's considered he, they this whole thing, this EO is going to allow him to proceed along to, quote unquote, access to reproductive health care services, including through Medicaid patients for patients who travel out of state for their reproductive services. So I uh, signed it this morning. And this bill or the bill, sorry, this executive order. This is the soundbite that uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, this is the whole issue that she was discussing when she had said, well, it was unconstitutional what the Supreme Court had done. So they feel like this is Biden's way with this executive order of restoring what they say were taken away, what they say was taken away from, from, from women. Is this, this right to an abortion, et cetera, et cetera. So, Actually, play this because this was her soundbite yesterday. Karine Jean-Pierre, who was asked about this whole thing, and she responded with, and it was Peter Ducey asking, I think it was Peter Ducey asking her about this, but this was how she had responded. Uh, and this was the soundbite heard around the world. Listen to this. How come Republicans seem more jazzed about Speaker Pelosi's trip than the president? You're going to have to ask uh, This is about Taiwan. So I guess we don't have this. Uh, So we'll move on. Uh, The small business confidence hits at an all-time low. 77% expect inflation to increase. The Fed disagrees. They say the recession's recession's already here. CNBC, they said that their small business confidence index hit an all-time low in the third quarter of 2022, with the president's approval hitting an all-time low as well. More than three-quarters of small business owners expect inflation to continue to rise. And they said that about one-quarter have faith in the Federal Reserve policy. Of course, small bu- small, if you think small business has hit an all-time low, then wait until you get this this book tax passed wait until you get some of this stuff passed in this going to increase inflation bill because that's absolutely going to happen pessimism is going to spread so in addition to this today we hear jobless claims have increased as layoffs have risen and of course layoffs have risen because we are in a recession we knew this was going to happen and the moves that the administration is taking that is going to increase this. It's going to add to the pain even more. So the number for the week ending July 30th, initial claims for unemployment insurance rose to 260,000, up by 6,000 from the previous week. Claims still remain near pre-pandemic lows, but they've risen to the highest level since November. Job market's been slowing down. So this 
two and a half million jobs. We, they said, well, we added two and a half million jobs in the start of 2022. Well, we didn't add them. They were restored because everything was locked down. Why the hell do people use this KG language? Nothing was created. These were jobs that were existing and people were told to stay the hell out of them because we had to lock down because of a virus and some like archaic, you know, plague doctor way of treating it. And so people, the jobs are restored. Nothing's been created. And yet more people aren't going back to work. Jobless claims are still super high because it's a disaster. So in addition to this, we also have the, because the inflation is absolutely inspected to increase, Walmart started slashing jobs as Americans have cut back on spending. They adjusted, Walmart expects adjusted earnings per share for quarter two to decline around eight to nine percent. So they're laying off workers because they're restructuring. They're starting with corporate. They said that they're investing in e-commerce and tech and health and wellness. That's what they're focusing on. And that they, they've said that the double-digit food inflation is higher than it was at the end of last quarter. And they said in, in their statement that it affects their customers' ability to spend duh, on general merchandise duh, categories. I mean, this is like stuff I can't even believe i got to read this as a headline. Everybody knows this. We're not morons. Except for people in D.C. They don't know this, apparently. So... This and this is the country's biggest employer. Walmart announcing layoffs, economy's cooling. If that's not a measure, I don't know what is. You had 4.2 million Americans that quit their jobs in June. That was Labor Department data that was released Tuesday of this week. And the percentage of workers who quit their jobs in June held at about 3%. So it's bad. I don't know what else the administration needs to see. Going out there, oh, well, instead he's signing executive orders about abortion rights that don't exist. You don't have a right to an abortion as a form of birth control. I mean, you know, if you struggle with it that much, be an empowered woman and get yourself some damn birth control before you decide to lay on your back. It's not hard. Good grief. Instead of trying to make everybody else pay for it, which is exactly, which is exactly what ends up happening with this Medicare stuff. Now, some of the other things that we're watching. I don't know. I was I was looking on the map. China began live fire military drills around Taiwan because they were mad over Nancy Pelosi having gone there. They began their promised military drills in the airspace and waters to all around Taiwan just today. All around Taiwan. So they've completely surrounded Taiwan to do these these promised military drills. It's so lame. They've, they've surrounded, they're in, the, they're in the, right up next to the waters, Taiwanese waters. The Chinese foreign minister said that Pelosi's visit was, quote, manic, irresponsible, and highly irrational. They didn't shoot her plane out of the sky like they were bragging about doing on Twitter. So they said China was taking timely and defensive countermeasures to protect their sovereignty and security. Do you honestly believe an old lady coming in on a plane is going to be somehow to a different independent country is a threat to in any way china no it's not shut up so they said taiwan's defense ministry they said we're going to avoid escalating tensions but you know they they called they called the people's republic of china irrational which they are they said we don't seek escalation we're not going to stand down when it comes to our security and sovereignty uh meanwhile pelosi's going on i think she's expected to what hit south korea and hit japan etc etc now In addition, the Senate yesterday ratified adding Finland and Sweden to NATO. 
Josh Hawley was the only senator that voted against. It passed 95 to 1. Which, I think we should have had more conversation about it because I don't really feel like paying for the defense of Finland and Sweden or any other country that doesn't even want to spend money on its own defense, on its any of its GDP on its own defense. 2%, seriously, is not a lot. But these countries, oh my gosh, they demand that the United States spend our blood and money going over there to defend them if there's some sort of you know, article triggered for NATO defense. They will demand it without having to spend a dime or blood themselves. So I kind of have objections to this. I agree with Josh Hawley on it. Now, they're NATO's closest allies, but I just think if you're a close ally to NATO, then you're going to indicate that and, and showcase your desire to actually be part of NATO by spending a significant portion of your GDP, more than 2%, it doesn't even have to be a significant portion, but more than 2% on your own damn defense. You have countries that don't want to spend, that's what this comes down to. You have countries that don't want to spend a single dime on their own defense that expect the United States to come in and defend them every single time. Guess who foots that bill? Us taxpayers. Guess whose kids go over there to fight? Us taxpayers. So, Hawley said, quote, Finland and Sweden want to expand NATO because it's their national security interest to do so. Fair enough. That question should properly be before us is how is it in the United States interest to do so I agree Cotton pushed back against Holly Holly pushed back again so there was a there's some some good debate about it but man 95 to 1 it went we have a lot more to get into when you want an affordable, consistent meat option for your family, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers believe there is no quality like American quality and that everyone deserves to know where their meat comes from. Delivering 100% American, never imported meat straight to your door, Good Ranchers products have no added hormones or antibiotics. Cattle are pasture-raised, chickens are free-range, and Good Ranchers farms use the most innovative techniques to ensure every cut of meat hits your table a cut above the rest. The T-bones, burgers, ribeye, and chicken are all some of the best I've had. Everything is hand cut and trimmed, individually vacuum sealed and flash frozen to ensure superior quality. So right now use code Dana to get $30 off your order plus free express shipping. Get premium steakhouse quality meat without the premium prices. Visit goodranchers.com slash Dana and save $30 off your next order plus free express shipping. Eat seriously delicious food from goodranchers.com slash Dana. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. CPAC Chairman Matt Schlapp explains why firing Nancy Pelosi and winning the midterms needs to be our white-hot focus, or 2024 might not even matter. I'm Bill Walton. On the latest edition of The Bill Walton Show, Matt and I also discuss how a small number of leftists are ruining our corporations and institutions and why conservative ideas are better because they work and they make us happy. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So, horrible news yesterday came out. It was like late yesterday when this happened. Um, U.S. Representative from Indiana, Jackie Walorski, and three others were killed in an automobile accident. And apparently it was her and two other members of her staff, including, well, a member of her staff and also a district director. Apparently the district director 
uh, was also going would have been responsible for helping to pick a temporary replacement for her. Uh, she had won her primary uncontested, so just just horrific. Uh, but it came out there was a little bit of conflicting information as to exactly what happened. First, it was said that another car crossed the line and impacted her car, and then it was her car that ended up that was the car that crossed the line. So there was there's some conflicting information there, uh, but just horrific. Horrific news all around. Uh, Kentucky brewery thief. This is crazy. Uh, he was hit. He was hit by a thief, and the owner was told to wait for a week for police to begin their investigation. So the owner of this brewery, who was robbed, said that the police were going to have to. The headlines just horribly written, and I would fire whoever wrote it. Uh, they said that the brewery was robbed, and the owner had to wait for a week for the police investigation to begin. Seventeen thousand dollars in damage. That's I mean, they apparently tried to get in through the front glass. They said they had a hurricane glass there, so he wasn't able able to actually get in. But man alive, just just that's why this is crazy a week. This happened in Irving, Texas. I remember this story. An Egyptian father is going on trial because he murdered his two daughters in his taxi cab in 2008 in honor killings because they had gotten too westernized. Yasser Saeed, 65, an Egyptian-born cab driver who lived with his family in Irving, Texas, shot his daughters on New Year's Day in 2008. His daughters, 17-year-old Sarah and 18-year-old Amina, were found dead after Sarah frantically called the cops and said her father had shot her. And Saeed vanished after his daughter's bodies were found. He was on FBI's most wanted list for the following years. He was being harbored by his brother and son like 30 miles from the scene of the killing. So he was eventually found. And they're not, for some reason, they're not, their prosecution's not seeking the death penalty. I think he should be horrifically and slowly executed. Uh, But he would automatically get a life sentence if convicted. So maybe I could add to some prisoners' commissaries if they decided, you know, to have some prison justice on this guy. Ron DeSantis suspends Soros-funded Democratic Florida prosecutor because the prosecutor didn't do his job. He was refusing to prosecute cases on late-term abortions and child sex changes, abuse of children with hormone treatment, unnecessary hormone treatment. So that that's great that DeSantis did this. Good for him because he's getting rid of a guy who's not doing his job. We got a lot more on the way, including the latest with the economy, elections, the GOP, and no, why are we trading anybody for Brittany Griner? Stick with us. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. DanaLash.com, where you can go right up top and hit subscribe for that newsletter. I've been watching this story 
And I was actually reading about this nine year sentencing for Brittany Griner. I really don't. I just I haven't been I've been following it, but I haven't talked about it because I don't care. Uh, I just don't. I'm not trying to be mean. I just think it's ridiculous. Like, why in the hell go to Russia in the first place? Why would you go there? Why would you even go there? The uh, judge found her guilty of smuggling. Uh, what is it? A, a, a cannabis vape pen through the airport. And she's facing she was facing 10 years. She got nine years. Of course. And the White House was trying to negotiate a prisoner swap to like like these are any this is russia trying to act as though this is any way on the same level so they have uh they have griner we have this dude called the merchant of death victor bout he's a terrorist and apparently it's been floated that we would trade him he's this arms dealer uh he worked with the soviet military He's this, you know, he's a bad dude. And we've been, I mean, we've had him in custody for a while. He was arrested in Thailand on terrorism charges and then working with the American authorities in Interpol. And then he was extradited and he was trying to get arms to the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia for use against U.S. forces in Colombia. He was denying this, et cetera, et cetera. This is all back in 2008. He apparently was able to get around embargoes. He kind of looks, I was looking at a picture of him. He kind of looks like if Robin Williams had a brother who was an actor and took on goofy roles and wore 70s stashes, he would look like that. It's kind of what he looks like. It's what he looks like. I mean, it's interesting. So he is, you know, a bad, he's a bad guy. I mean, I don't know what else to say. He's a, he's a damn terrorist. And he was convicted. He's been, you know, he, he was he was charged with conspiracy to provide material support, resources to designated foreign terrorist organizations, conspiring to kill Americans, all kinds of stuff. And apparently, the Lord that film Lord of War from two thousand and five is about him. And this whole, I don't know, proposal. To swap him, I don't even know how that came up, to swap him for Brittany Griner, as though, first off, as though bringing a pot into a country is in any way on the same level with what this guy has done. And that's why Russia gave her this crazy sentence, because they're, they want to, that's what they're trying to sell their people. Like, look, this is, this is the same thing. Now we can just do a simple prisoner swap. I think she had a I think she had a, a, a pot vape pen or pot in a vape pen or whatever. It's not the same thing as what this guy does as, and what he has done. What's stupid is that everybody knows I've everybody knows that Russia's super strict with stuff like that. Why in the hell would you bring it in? Why would you bring it in in the first place? Why should a guy who has is, is a terrorist and responsible for killing Americans why should he be set free? Because you were stupid. That's what we don't get. I, 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 don't, I don't understand this. Nine years for it. And she's like her past stuff. She's protested during the national anthem and all this. And I just think it's kind of funny. She said the national anthem has no place in sports. You know, she's she's 
gone. She's done that whole thing, protesting the anthem, all this stuff. Has criticized the United States. She's she's like the Star Spangled Banner's racist. She's one of these like you know progressives who says this kind of stuff. I mean, you know what? You wanted the kind of you know cultural revolution that we saw under Mao. So you know, enjoy it in, in Russia. That's just my thought. And not as punishment for her doing that. It's just she seems to prefer that kind of life. She wants that kind of country, that kind of government. Well, hey, baby, you got it now. Enjoy it in jail. Wash my hands. That's what I that's the response the United States should have. Honestly, this isn't about now. Paul Whelan, he was the guy who didn't do nothing. This guy, he's the other guy that was detained in Russia. He's a prisoner. Apparently, Russia was said to have rejected that proposal anyway. But he was arrested in Russia in 2018 and accused of spying, and he got a 16-year prison sentence. I mean, I think it's just going after Americans. Is ultimate, that's what they're doing. They're just going after Americans. So this, I just... I don't understand why we're having this conversation or why it's like that Biden has weighed in on it. He immediately reacted. He's given her so much attention. She went in with some pot. Some people were saying, well, what if she, this was LeBron James? It would have been a lot different if it was LeBron James. I really don't care. And this is what you wanted. You wanted you. You, you didn't like hateful old America. You wanted the kind of revolution that leads to con- leads to government as- as setups like this. Enjoy it. This is what you wanted. This is you know you you didn't like the freedom in America. You didn't like the anthem. You were complaining about this and that. So here you got the anti- you know the the antithetical representation of it existing as Russia. Enjoy it. There you go. Does that mean? No. If we we better not be trading no terrorists for her, a guy who's killed Americans. It'd be, it's, it's infuriating. Everybody's like, I mean, if you look at this, it's like top story of Daily Mail. Everybody's falling all over themselves. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. She's, she's getting nine years in prison. She had marijuana vaping materials. I mean, and she goes, I never meant to hurt anybody. I never meant to put in jeopardy the Russian population. I never meant to break any laws. She goes, it's an honest mistake. It's not, you knew what you were doing. So, I, I don't know. She pled guilty last month. I just, the, re, the response from the media, oh, well, conservatives are mocking. No one's mocking. We're just saying this is what you, this is what you wanted. Now you got it. There you go. Now we have a couple of other things to hit as well. The, I'm going to pull up this. We have a few other things. We've been following the economic headlines, getting into all of that. None of that's good. And, of course, the president signing that EO. I saw this, too. Let me pull this up. The We talked about this yesterday with Kansas's results with their abortion thing. And I was telling you Democrats are looking at that as like a sign that... There may be, look, this might actually be something good for us to run on nationally. I told you they were going to start doing that, and they are, which is kind of funny. So they are starting to do this. Uh, the, the piece, I saw a piece of it in New York Post. It says Kansas's abortion 
vote vindicates it, it vindicates Dobbs and shows democracy is alive and well in America. And then I saw another one saying that Kansas is uh, giving uh, abortion rights advocates, and there was another headline similar to this: Kansas is giving progressives optimist reasons to be optimistic in November. And they're they're arguing that look, it's the the pro life movement has left. There's uh, left Kansas, and if this can happen in Kansas, you know, if we spend this kind of money, this can happen anywhere. I not necessarily. I not necessarily. So. The I do think that there I don't I mean, I, I'm not in Kansas with the I do with with all of the advocacy and activism there. I do think it's interesting. Ken and I were talking about this yesterday. Chris Kobach, he ends up winning his primary. And yet at the same time, this measure fails. That's that's a huge discrepancy. That just kind of goes to show you that voters and their behavior can be predictive up into a point. It's like in Texas, uh, where you had John Cornyn, who ended up getting a bigger percentage of the vote than Trump somehow. And I have no idea how in the world that happened, unless some people were leaving the top of that blank back in 2020. I mean, voters can be, you can predict their behavior up until a point. So this, the, the Kansas thing, the problem with, the problem with Kansas and this vote, because they had they defeated this referendum and it was just, you know, it does not create or secure a right to abortion. That was really the only thing that the referendum was ultimately saying. And that was the response to that 2019 Supreme Court ruling that kept saying, oh, it's a fundamental right, fundamental right. But the way the the media and the outstate money, it made it really difficult to do that in Kansas. There was there were a lot of things that were working against them. Uh, there was a great piece Ramesh Ponaru wrote that I was reading actually yesterday morning that got into it. It's because because Kansas is not necessarily a pro-life state, but the way that the referendum was being represented as though it's this is just a de facto ban, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But. There, I just think it's too early to say that this is gonna that this is gonna last and carry Democrats all the way to November, and that they're gonna be able to ride that as a backlash and try to mitigate some of their losses in the House. I just don't see that happening. I mean, there were a lot of there were a lot of things, you know, where you it was a pro life referendum, and it was presented by the media and a lot of ad buys as banning abortion with zero exceptions, et cetera, which is, was not even accurate. There were, it was like a perfect storm of a lot of things working against this. I, I think also too, you gotta, you, I don't know. There's, there's people are kind of pointing fingers and saying it's this group's fault. It's that group's fault. They didn't message right. But I still think, and this is what Democrats are trying to, they've, they've been doing this since this referendum failed. I still think that it's too early to say that, Oh, they're going to use this as a backlash and they're going to they're going to actually be able to keep some of their seats in the house. I just don't think I just don't think that that's a thing. Do you? I don't think it is. Now, a few other things we're going to hit. Semiconductor giants are pushing for immigration reform. We're going to talk about this here coming up. And also Kirsten Cinema, who is dragging her feet. And now she could torpedo the whole reconciliation bill. She's got a couple of changes that she wants and it doesn't seem like Democrats are being as amenable to her as they were to Joe Manchin. 
With the recent rulings from the Supreme Court, it's worth mentioning that these wins didn't happen on their own. It took the support of companies like Patriot Mobile, who have passionately fought on behalf of the unborn and your constitutional rights. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider, and they've been on the front lines fighting for your values. This is why Patriot Mobile is different from every other provider out there. Inflation has made it really hard on many Americans, and thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget, and they offer the same nationwide coverage as all the major carriers. So you get the same great service, plus the knowledge that your money is going to a company fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Use offer code Dana to get free activation. If you're a veteran or first responder, please let them know because they have special discounts just for you. Come join the movement and make the switch. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana, PatriotMobile.com slash Dana, or call 972-PATRIOT. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. So I was looking at this story about, and I I don't know why they say millennials, because so much of this looks like what so many people, period, could identify with. They said that they were asking people what they thought were signs of wealth when they were growing up. From a fridge with an ice dispenser to buying real butter or to, sadly, parents who were still together. And it was really interesting. We were talking a little bit about this. Like some people said having actual real Kool-Aid or Pop-Tarts instead of the unbranded versions, you know, sitting down to eat, you know, with your with your family or eating out at a restaurant, like maybe more than once a month. Um, that I mean, it's really interesting when you see, like, if people had a somebody had a piano, or if like any bedroom in the you know of another person's house that they had a bathroom in it that was considered, you know, like really, uh, really expensive, really rich. It's just it's interesting. Like the big cra- <laughs> somebody goes when someone walked in with the big Crayola box with the built-in sharpener. Hell yes, that is true. Because I legit remember being told by my mom, why would we buy this one when we could just buy one that's like way more affordable? I totally remember that. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was it for you? Um, I think it was like Converse high tops. Mm. Like those were, and by the way, you never tied them back then. You just put them on and they were just loose and your heels would flop out every now and again. I think like trapper keepers too. Oh, like yeah. I think I looked at trapper keepers like, you know, at at one point when I was young, it's like, man, I I want one of those, and then worked to keeper. actually buy one. Um, yes, yeah, so that's or, or having an extra refrigerator, like if Ooh, you have you like had that the, big freezer yeah. in the in the garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you had an extra one of those, you know, one in the kitchen, one in the garage, or, or one in the basement or something. Yeah, that was like wow, bougie. That was way. I remember when we got a DVD player. Oh yeah, and I yeah, or when I remember too. You remember the day that you stopped having the big floor televisions? Yes. Anybody who didn't have a big floor television or the big giant big screen, which was a huge yeah. box remember? of it a was, TV. Yeah, it was it like was huge. It was a red, green, and yellow light thing that just would shine up onto the screen. Mm-hmm. And it was a big old screen. And you were like, man, how do you. How That's do you so this? wealthy. That's how, yeah. How are you purchasing these items? Are you a drug dealer? Is this so. Your people are rich. Steve, what was it for you? What was the thing that made you... What What did you look at and be like, oh, man, these people are rich? 
I was just thinking about this. So, like, you know when you had cable and, like, I would say before, like, 2004, it was, like, anywhere between 60 and 100 channels. And then mm-hmm. they, someone introduced digital cable, and then you could go from, like, 100 to 700. So I used to go yeah. to my friend Keenan's house after school because he'd have, like, the 340 channel. And I could see channels that I didn't have. It was just Nickelodeon and then, like, the basic stuff at my house where I could go over there and watch, like, Disney. And I was yes. like, whoa, I never had the Disney channel yet. That's yeah, that was fancy. Somebody having Disney? That was fancy, man. You remember when M2, MTV2 came out? I'm like, "Wait a minute, you've got regular MTV and also the second one?" That is fancy. That's super fancy. Or uh yeah, if people had a the, for whatever reason, it stuck out of my mind. If your microwave was over your stove, I thought you were fancy. I don't know why I thought that. Like, but I it legit was like, "You, they've got a whole microwave." Right above their stove. That's amazing. That and um, if you had more, like if you had a, a garage where you could foot, foot, uh, fit two cars in it, right. two car garage, there's like weird things, you know? More than one bathroom? Yeah, more than one bathroom. Ooh, dude, if you had more than one bathroom, you were wealthy in my eyes. If you had a pool, I don't care if it was in or above ground. If you had a pool, yep. I thought you were rich as all get out. Isn't it? I mean, it's it's like little things like that. That's what sticks in kids' minds. But yeah, for real, the 64 Crayola box with the built-in sharpener. Dude, the ability to actually purchase more than one book from a weekly reader. Dude, that's a sign of richy richiness right there. Tell you what, we got a lot more to hit, folks, as we roll into our second hour of our program. You don't want to miss. We got some wokery coming. Stick with us. Former Trump immigration official Stephen Miller joins me to explain how Biden's open borders are far more dangerous than most of us understand. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, Miller also details how his America First Legal Foundation is suing the CDC for conspiring to stifle free speech. And I'll explain why Biden giving IDs to illegal immigrants is a horrible idea. Join me. Follow The Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we heard every aide that, that was willing to you know, speak in front of a, a microphone say, it's Putin's price hike, it's Putin's price hike, it's Putin's price hike. You pointed out the war in Ukraine is still raging and prices are coming down. So what about this idea that this was Putin's price hike? Many people say that's a fallacy because the war is still raging and prices are coming down. Well, um, it's not a fallacy. Uh, if you look at the charts... So why are prices coming where, down? Look, I, I'll explain. The prices start going up as soon as Putin starts uh, intervening but in the energy market in Europe. they were going up before that. No, no, they actually weren't. They, uh, sure they, they were. were. going up. They were going... No, that's just factually not true. They, it's, But it's actually factually true. I mean, not only is it factually true, but you can actually track it. That's... Let me get this guy again. He is... His Amos Hutchinson who is an energy advisor to Biden. How can, you, how can you advise the president of the United States when you don't even know what the hell's going on? Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you, your lovable curmudgeon, who's super confused as to why this guy thinks that there's, it's factually not true that gas prices were on the rise even before Russia. It's not true. It's all because, but, the, you, but you can see it. The, it, was, it was before, I mean, you can... NASDAQ even has this. I mean, I'm looking at all of my notes on my little pocket system. It's, I have, oh my gosh, I have so many things that are, that I've saved. 
they were already increasing this it's factually not true to say otherwise um i mean for the love we were already looking at higher costs at the pump because of the whole lockdowns for the pandemic i mean it was in late 2021 when biden was was trying to when he was pushing to release oil reserves to push down prices because prices had already increased this was back in 2021 let me pull the story up this comes by way of forbes this is i mean this they were already on the increase not only that but data from triple a um all kinds of stuff show what he I, i mean good grief why was he then in 2021 pushing to release oil reserves and if because at that point there had been no invasion yet gas prices were already high they had already been going up one of the things he had done was start he started kneecapping everybody with the leases whether it was uh, uh offshore drilling which i think was related to regardless of public or private and then restricting leases on publicly federal lands and then tying up any kind of new whether it was permitting or any kind of lease or anything like that on privately owned land and and stalling that out. By the way, that's one of the things I will say, even though by itself it's not worth the trade for the inflation bill. Manchin wanted to have an actual deadline on the permitting system. He wanted to reform it so it's like a year for one thing and two years for something else. But, I mean, this is measurable, it, it, I mean, it's, it is absolutely measurable. There was a the whole thing, AAA, Energy Information Administration, EIA data. Uh, they were looking at all of this. They were noting that prices are, had already gone up. This was just at the beginning of this year. Before any kind of invasion by Russia into Ukraine. It's just, it's asinine that anyone would argue this otherwise. It's like saying that the sun isn't hot. No, it's not, though. I mean, you you can say this to have words fill the time that it takes for your hit on TV, but this has been increasing for some time before then. I mean, there's stories that are from, you know, mid-2020, going into fall of 2020. Going in and, and, and going into the holiday season after Biden was elected after his inauguration everything else or 2021 going into spring of 2021 here's a story i'm looking at it's literally from wall street journal and it's a it's it it's getting into biden's and this is even before he began implementing that his discussions or his his demands for restriction on leasing and permitting offshore drilling and on public lands how that's going to impact energy prices i mean holy hell it's right here and this guy's going to argue to the otherwise? I mean, who's this guy? Amos Hotchstein? Who's he? Who's this guy? What's good, Amos? I mean, godly, we got all this other stuff to the contrary. I mean, it is wild to hear this stuff from people. Here's why it is so important that we are accurately nailing down when something starts and when it doesn't 
Because you're trying to figure out what caused it so you can stop it. Sitting here going, well, it's all Putin. Putin didn't make him do this. Vladimir Putin didn't come over here and knock all those permits and leases out of the hands of offshore drillers. He didn't do that. Putin didn't come over here and he didn't make Joe Biden's rule ceasing new leases on public land. He didn't tie up new permitting on 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 private land. That was on public land. He didn't tie up that that process in litigation. This is that's his administration. And then if you say this, then the left goes, why are you defending Vladimir Putin? That's nothing with defending Vladimir Putin. Why are you lying? This has just to do with accurately acknowledging what caused the situation that we are in. I mean, I'm assuming that if you are too political to be honest about what caused the increase in energy prices, then I'm going to assume that you're too damn political to actually want to figure a way out of it. That's just all it is. You have people on the left who are so bent and so hung up on, they don't want to look like they bear any responsibility for any of the decisions that they make. At this point, I think people don't even care about that right now. They just want relief. They're, they're, not, they're not into getting into a who did what. We all know who did what. But they just want relief. That's it. But the left is like, no, we can't do that. We uh, don't want this on uh, this administration's watch. Can't have it. Then you have this guy, uh, Secretary Mayor Poot, Booty Juge, Booty Judge, audio somebody 12. Listen to this. Look, this is what happens when you have a, a cartel that is mm-hmm. deciding what the production levels will be and therefore the prices. This, this is not a normal textbook, you know, supply and demand sort of situation. Uh, governments uh, decide, especially the governments of OPEC and, and those countries, uh, dictate a lot of the dynamics around oil prices. And it's one of many, many reasons why Americans will be better off when we have more domestic clean energy production. Um. Mm-hmm. The OPEC cartel controls the gas prices. Why do you let them? Why do you let them? Right? It's like, why? instead of you could do it your, but your own self, we could do it ourselves, but and at one point, we exceeded them. Under Trump, we started, we got, we're getting to the point with energy production, we were exceeding what they were doing. And we have the, we absolutely have the ability to hold that position and just do that and be a superpower with energy. You know? We could be building like ridiculous islands out in, you know, the ocean like they do, right? Have you seen that? They've even built man-made islands. Have you seen some of the stuff they do out there? It's crazy with that oil and gas money. Man, they're just, they're just they're they're dripping in oil gold. We could be doing that here, but nope, because we have to save the piping plover or some stupid bird that nobody knows what it is. I like look. I'm all about wildlife and all that stuff, but sometimes I'm like, really, we got enough birds. We got enough. We got enough different kinds. You know what I'm saying? We got the ones you can eat and the ones that are pretty to look at and the ones that talk. I'm okay. I think we're good. <laughs> no, but the whole, all of human civilization, we, we need to make sure that we're dependent on OPEC because of, because of what? All these environmentalists do more to the environment than the people who've discovered safe ways to extract oil and gas. Shut up, Nancy, with your EV. But it's, look at, look at all the pollution I'm not making. Yeah, because you can't see it because you're not in Chile. That's why. Go down to Chile. Or go to some of those pink lakes in China where all the people are dying. Go, go look over there. Just go take a peeksy. You know, come on. 
This is all, this is all so ridiculous. What does he do? What is, I don't think that, what is Buttigieg doing other than, I mean, I, I honestly think that these positions aren't anything other than just talking heads for whatever agenda the president wants to get passed as it relates to energy or transportation or whatever. He's like, yeah, OPEC controls the gas prices. That's why we got to transition to green energy because China controls that, you moron. We have one mine and it's not even like up to the point where we're producing anything. It, it's it. That's it. So you we could have our own oil and gas. We could be doing it all ourselves. We could be not only dealing, hanging uh, uh, all of our we could reduce our prices, create jobs in the process. And add to the world supply so people don't have to be relying on OPEC. But no, they want to transition us to China's rare earth elements, rare earth minerals. Yay, look at that. From, from one cartel to the other. I mean, at least Saudi Arabia is, is I, I mean, they're not perfect, but damn, have you looked at China? <laughs> have you seen what they've been doing? Oh, but there's more though. So... We also have, oh, I got to get to this, audio sound by 10. So this was him talking about uh, Poot Booty Judge, the zero emissions thing. This doesn't make sense either. Listen to this. Well, I think, uh, look, I think some of the, the details are, are, are under discussion right now. But what's important is that we get to zero, uh, zero emissions as quickly as we can. And that, that, too, is not automatically a switch. I think there are a lot of consumers, including me, by the way, uh, who have turned to a, a plug-in hybrid vehicle that... Uh, is for all intents and purposes uh, an electric zero emission vehicle most of the time like when you're driving it around the city uh, but uh, but uses gas uh, when you go out over the road hmm that i love this i love the belief that that's the panacea to every problem well you know we just got to get zero emissions where what do you mean zero emissions well but there are cars here oh okay so you think that electric vehicles are the answer to reducing carbon emissions? Yes, totally. It, do you realize the carbon emissions that are generated to make electric vehicles? What? Yeah, do you do you realize that? I mean, you're you know you're a big environmentalist. I just assumed that you looked into all of this stuff, right? I mean, you know, you love talking about the earth and that. You don't see those big gashes they cut in the earth while they're going for those rare earth. You know why they're called rare earths? Because they're hard to get. They're impossible to get. It's dangerous. It's toxic. You don't see it because your bougie butt is in Foggy Bottom down there in D.C. You don't see it. You're, they're pushing us into energy poverty is what it is. They're pushing us into rolling blackouts and all kinds of stuff. I love it how we're, we've, we've seen headline after headline. Oh, gosh, you better watch out for your grid. Imagine if we were all plugging our cars in. By the way, you, gotta, you know how long? I, look, I'm not against EVs. I just think it's stupid to say that they're greener because they're not just because you can't see the pollution doesn't mean it's not there. Do we what is that object permanence? Is that something that we now struggle with as a nation? I don't see it. So it doesn't exist. I don't know where my wife went. I can't see her anymore. I guess she doesn't exist. I don't know what happened. It's crazy. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. We're going to talk about this more here coming up, but Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that the Justice Department has charged four current and former Louisville Metro Police Department officers with federal crimes related to the death of Breonna Taylor. Apparently, there's there's questions as to the falsification of the warrant. 
But hey, red flag laws are fine, right? Just wanted to throw that out there because it seems to some Republicans you wouldn't believe it that seem to support some of that. Uh, like I said earlier, the Senate voted 95 to 1 to support Finland and Sweden joining NATO. The Taliban says they had no idea that Al Zawahiri was hiding inside of the house owned by their interior minister's aide before we took him out with our flying slap chop. They had no idea, guys. The Taliban. You wait. You mean Al Zawahiri's been here the whole time? That guy? In our interior minister's aide's home? We had no idea. That's literally being reported out there uh, by Reuters and Agence France Press and elsewhere. Do you believe that they had no? I know. Nobody believes that. Paul Pelosi entered a plea for a DUI in his car wreck in Napa Valley. Wasn't there something where he was like on like some kind of drug or something too? Where did that go? Or was that just under the influence of drugs or alcohol? Because I've seen some like really weird reporting on this. And I'm just like, is it getting scrubbed or what? Was he, did he slip himself a Mickey? I'm just wondering. I'm just, I got some questions. So in Florida... Gadsden flag license plates are considered controversial. Apparently, this is probably going to have to be the next thing that Ron DeSantis cleans up. WFLA says that there were two tweets where they were they were looking at the the "Don't Tread on Me" flag. They were saying that oh, they're vile and it's stirring controversy and all this stuff. I doubt it. Coming up, my friend Kurt Schlichter joins me. Mitch McConnell. Let's have an honest conversation about him. Stick with us. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's Chapter and Verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. Obviously, the point of this bill is not to reduce inflation. Clearly, this taxing and spending spree has a different purpose. And when you look at the legislation, the real purpose is absolutely clear. This bill is a massive goodie bag of far-left environmental activists at the expense of working families. Democrats want to use their own inflation as a pretext to dump hundreds of billions of dollars into Green New Deal nonsense. This bill declares war on American energy independence and affordability. It will push working families' bills higher in order to send cash kickbacks to rich elites if they buy fancy cars and redo their kitchens. I don't disagree with anything that that Senator Mitch McConnell saying there. Welcome back to the show. Your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash here with you. I do think, and I was having this conversation with a friend of mine who has a great piece out today about Mitch McConnell because we got to have an uncomfortable conversation about Mitch McConnell. I get it that a lot of people hate Mitch McConnell and they use that as like this this measure of how how grassroots are you? How conservative are you? Because if you don't want Mitch McConnell to die in an AIDS fire, then I guess you're a rhino. It's either that or... You kind of, I mean, you realize that he is friendly and is the establishment, but also Trump would not have his Supreme Court. He would not have his judicial agenda recognized if it wasn't for Mitch McConnell. So we got to have an honest conversation here. Joining me right now, my friend Kurt Schlichter. You can read his stuff over on Town Hall. He's got, I like this. It's the headline is, is cocaine Mitch blowing it? And of course, you know, he's got his book out will be back the fall and rise of America. Kurt Schlichter joins us on the phone. My friend, I like your column. I like your column out today because I think you get right to the heart of it. Doesn't it feel that way that your 
whether or not you hate Mitch McConnell is sort of viewed as a measure of how devoted or you are to conservatism. And if you don't hate him and want him to die in an AIDS fire, then, you know, I guess you're a rhino. But you make some good points in this. Well, look, thanks for having me, Dana. Yeah, I, look, Mitch drives me up the wall. He's uh, he, he, he's an establishment guy. He's annoying. He played along with the whole insurrection nonsense. I mean, it, 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 it really bothers me. He bothers a lot of people. But on the other hand, we'd have Merrick Garland on the Supreme Court if he did not have an iron will. And he is, I mean, he's gotten, uh, he, he got Kavanaugh through, he got Coney Barrett through fast. Um, this guy has done a lot of great things, but he's also very, very annoying. So, I mean, we have to have a little nuance here and we have to decide whether this guy's worth it. Cause I think right now, you know, he's like 112 years old. I mean, you had him on, he sounded like Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he may be losing a step. And, and to me, politicians are fungible. You know, it's like, okay, you did some great stuff. Mm-hmm. What else you got? Mm-hmm. Does he still have what we need? Is he still that parliamentary uh, street fighter? That's a great way to put it, the parliamentary street fighter. We're talking with Kurt Schlichter. That, because that's it. I mean, that's it. I mean, you, you mentioned Merrick Garland. I mean, Mitch McConnell held the line on that and told Merrick Garland to go pound sand. We could have had that toady sitting on the Supreme Court. Instead, we got three conservative justices. We got a ton of Trump appointees to all these different federal courts. I mean, he is really cunning sometimes, though, even to his own base. He he really is. And I mean, he's such a mix of capabilities and um, uh, failures. It's a mixed bag in a way. I mean, is there? I mean, is there anybody yeah. in the Senate? Because when when people talk about Senate leadership, I'm like, well, who do you have to replace? Because you have to have somebody as good yeah. as him. Yeah. Who do we have? Who Who is the guy? If you, you hate Mitch McConnell, fine. He frustrates me too. What's the name of the guy who keeps together a 50 senator coalition, ranging from Susan Collins to Josh Hawley to um, uh, you know to to Rand Paul or or, or I mean, I mean, who, who, who's the guy who can do that? And people kind of like, well, Ted Cruz. And I'm like, no, no, Ted Cruz can do a lot of things. Making friends ain't one of them. Um, <laughs> Not him. I mean, yeah, he, he wouldn't be able to do that. Cornyn, Cornyn, everyone talks about him. You call him John Fredo Cornyn. Yeah, he's, he, he, look, he wants that job so bad he can taste it. But after the whole gun sellout, mm. which he was proud of. Yeah, um, he, he, you know, he doesn't have the iron will, and uh, I think this was a, uh, you know, I think it was kind of a test run to see if he was up to it, and he's not. No Republican senator was elected with a mandate to go increase gun control, right, in any form, and he did it, and he thought the liberals would love him, and they are still beating on him. So yeah, what a class. yeah. Yeah, we're talking with Kurt Schlichter. His new piece gets into Mitch McConnell because that's I feel like that's going to be an ever pressing measure. I mean, it has been in all the primaries that have been held around the country. But I think after, you know, we we as we barrel towards the midterms, it really does seem and I see I saw an interview on MSNBC where they were talking or not MSNBC, CNN, same thing, where they were talking to some some Republican and they were asking about Senate leadership. And I really feel like they're they're 
like keying on to that and realizing that, oh, that's a contentious issue on the right. So let's make sure that we pointedly ask every single Republican about Senate leadership and drive a wedge and, and divide them further. And all. I mean, I feel like they're really picking up on that. Do you get that impression? I do. And that's becoming a test. A lot of people say, well, you know, he's just going to go and support Mitch McConnell. Well, sometimes you should support Mitch McConnell. Other times you should tell him to pound sand. I mean, it's not yeah. it's not. Why does, yeah, why does it have to be all or nothing? Exactly. He's I mean, he's outstanding uh, uh, on on most issues much of the time on other issues. Not so much. I mean, went along with the gun control compromise. I don't understand it. I don't see why he did it. Uh, I think that's one of the mistakes he's made lately. And of course, getting played uh, by Manchin and uh, Schumer. I mean, how do you how dumb do you have to be to get played by uh, Chuck Schumer? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's actually embarrassing. And there, there was a time when people would be afraid to cross him like that. Yes, that's a really good point because he can he can get involved and in, in be mean in some of this stuff for sure. Oh yeah, uh, we're we're talking with Kurt Schlichter, who has a great piece in Town Hall. Is Cocaine Mitch blowing it? And then, of course, you can't forget the book that he has out, the rise and or the the fall and rise of America will be back, uh, which is a great optimistic book about what we can do to kind of get our ducks back in order. Let me ask you this going into going kind of getting sort of related to this. Do you think that as we get into 2024, everybody's keeping their powder dry? I've noticed this like Trump's not saying nothing. DeSantis isn't saying nothing. Everybody in the Republican Party is kind of dancing around these two. Get out your crystal ball and tell me what you see. Well, look, I, I think, I, I mean, I think for DeSantis, his uh, actions are speaking louder than words. Today, he went and uh, fired a Soros prosecutor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's doing stuff, but not saying stuff. And I think that's a, I mean, I think that's a powerful strategy. And I think that's why people are very interested in it. People are tired of being promised things. One of Trump's great things was, you know, promises made, promises kept. If he, mm-hmm. if he either kept the promise or tried to. Um, with DeSantis, he's not really making any promises. He's just doing stuff, and that's. And, and I, I think the base is going to uh, the, the base is reacting positively to both because you know McConnell kind of exemplifies the other thing, where you get a lot of you know a lot of big talk about fighting CRT and you know fighting gun control and everything, and then you know when you have the chance, maybe they back off, maybe they make some compromises, maybe they do what the donors want instead of the base. Mm, yeah. Is that, do you think that the McConnell thing, last question for you, talking with Kurt Schlichter, do you think the McConnell thing is going to be like, applied as like a litmus test to DeSantis at some point? And could that even hurt him? Um, I think uh, I think Trump will definitely do that. Uh, I think Trump is uh, very worried about DeSantis, as he should be, um, because DeSantis provides you know, uh, DeSantis provides some stuff that Trump does not. And I think uh, Trump, who famously despises uh, McConnell and vice versa, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, will attempt to link DeSantis and McConnell. Um, But I, I, boy, it's a much deeper discussion, but I think, uh, I think Trump's (laughs) I know, right? Yeah, he's he's got some real It's a tough one. It's a tough one because I will... I'll say this. I say, I'll say this, Kurt, that, that we are very lucky that we have such a healthy bench. Are we not? Yes. Oh, my God. We have Imagine a great if bench. we were the Democrats. Here's Kamala. Jeez. And, and Gavin Newsom. Don't forget him. Golly. Oh. Oh, Our friend Kurt Schlichter, 
His piece is Cocaine Mitch blowing it over at Town Hall right now. And of course, don't forget his book will be back. The Fall and Rise of America available now wherever books are sold. Kurt, it was good to see you. And I know you're in town this week. It's good to see you. I, I hope you uh, your book is going great. I know you're still doing the book tour. Uh, congratulations on all your success with that. And we'll talk with you again soon, my friend. Well, I appreciate it. I'm running myself ragged here at CPAC. <laughs> <laughs> you are, indeed. indeed. Of course. That's Kurt Schlichter. And you can get his book, like I said, Where Books Are Sold. Go and read his piece, because I think he lays it out really, really well on Mitch McConnell. Because And he's, and he's right with that. I mean, you got there's the good. The, nobody's perfect. You got the good and the bad, and it's like who is Machiavellian enough in a parliamentary way that can do the stuff that he does? I mean, dude, I nobody. I don't know if anybody's angrier at him over the gun control stuff than me, but I mean, I know a lot of you are. But how do you you see what I mean? How do you switch that out? That's going to be that's an ongoing conversation that we got to have for sure. Dana gives you the meat and potatoes news of the day. None of that tofu news. More like bacon with a side of hash browns news. The news you want, the way you want it. The Dana Show. Now, having a flood of people is a huge problem. It's, it's, it's interesting. They're fine doing it when it's affecting people they don't like in mm. red states, for example. But when you bring that to their doorstep in Washington, D.C. or New York City, they don't like that very much. Man, get it, Governor DeSantis. Get it. I love it how every time. Welcome back to the program. I love it how every time Governor DeSantis has a presser, he basically steps up to the mic and is like, what's good? What's good? And just stares at everybody. Every have you? He's like every press conference. It's like somebody, some somebody will ask him a question that's just a stupid question. Some reporter, or he's dealing with a stupid issue that he's got to he's got to situate. He's got to settle it, and he just does the. Th- you know how dads go, God, you know he has that whole. That's how we all feel. I think we're all sharing that feeling right now. We're going to talk more about what he's been doing down there because he got rid of... Oh, man, the left is so... They're apoplectic today. He fired a Soros prosecutor who wasn't doing their job. Like, Kane, what happens if, like, you don't do your job? What happens if, you know, the supermarket manager doesn't do their job? What happens if the surgeon doesn't do their job or the dentist or the bus driver? You know what I mean? Like, you get fired. But if you're a Soros prosecutor, then, man, did we get into the wrong industry? Apparently so. Let's kick it into some Florida man, shall we? It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida man. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, this woman was having herself a party in Titusville, Florida. A woman with an open bottle of Jack Daniels, everybody's friend, was it was in a bag too. Whiskey in a bag. Sidebar. That's a great punk restaurant. Whiskey in a bag. Just, you know. Was, she was arrested for driving a golf cart on Florida's busiest interstate while three sheets to the wind. I, now, I, they have not given her name. She's 58 years old. She was arrested uh, at night. It, this happened over the weekend. It's out coming out now. On Saturday night on the shoulder of I-95. She's got misdemeanor charges of disorderly intoxication in a public place and resisting an officer without violence. So according to the Florida Highway, I'm not laughing at the I am, but I'm not. According to the Florida Highway Patrol report, a semi truck driver spotted her 
Dude, she was in the center lane with her little golf cart on I-95. Right there, Space Coast. And the driver said, this is according to the report, quote, advised that she observed the driver of the golf cart passing out while driving. The, now, this is some talent. Listen to this next line. The truck driver used her semi to gently steer the golf cart to the shoulder of the interstate. Dude, how can we give this this truck driver, and she's a woman driver too, can we give this female truck driver an award because, dang, so after this this heroic truck driver, this semi-driver, gently steered the golf cart to the shoulder because she was in the middle lane. She got the keys of the golf cart. The woman was trying to drive away, but the truck, dri- the truck driver overpowered her. Troopers arrived. The woman started arguing with them. She's like, I need my bag. And that's when they found that Jack Daniels, Tennessee far. And <laughs> she's in trouble. But I got to tell you, man, the real MVP here is that truck driver. How do you gently, I'd accidentally smushed her. How do you gently steer her? I'm, you know, I don't even know, man. I, all right, let me get, um, oh man, I got a couple. Oh, okay. If you're ever in a fight, whatever you do, don't do what this guy did. A naked 46-year-old man from Sebastian was arrested because he threw an urn at a victim and fractured their nasal cavity. An urn. And it had, yes, someone's ashes in it. It did. Scott Anthony Cornwell was involved in, I don't know who the defendant is or the victim is. They don't name her. It just said she. Uh, She was involved in an argument with Scott Anthony Cornwall, and it was a verbal altercation, and it escalated, according to the affidavit. So Cornwall began throwing random stuff at her, and then he grabbed this urn, which contained a family member's ashes, and threw it at her. So hit her in the face, fractured her nose, and... He was charged with aggravated battery. I was wondering, so his bond was set at 3500 He posted bail, but you're, I mean, how, isn't there like another charge or something involving someone's ashes? Yeah. Isn't, like, I remember we had a Florida man story that had something to do with that, because it's not the first time we've had an urn-throwing story. Yeah, dude, like, don't, like, maybe just stop and go, oh, wait, not that, and pick something else. I'm just, I mean, don't throw anything, you know, period, but. Oh, I don't know if I want to do this one. A woman went into a Dunkin' Donuts and touched all the donuts. And then when police showed up, she punched the deputy. Yeah, Collier County, Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, A woman was causing a scene. Brandy Koffel was, she's 40, but dude, dude, I need you all. And by everyone on radio staff, look at this woman's face. And you tell me that you think she's 40 years old. That she's... She was arrested. She was also, like, skunk drunk, dude. We have another hour on the way. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. You're on mute. I can't hear you. Gosh, can we do that with him? Just, I, we can't we hear feel you. feel your you're, presence, Mr. President. You're on mute. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here, top of our third hour, ladies and gentlemen, this Thursday. And the, oh, boy, we got a whole bunch of stuff for you. Particularly on... Some of this information that's now coming out from the, I'm going to pull this up, uh, from the Tax Foundation. So do you remember everything that we, we were talking about yesterday with the book minimum tax? And this was kind of a continuation of the conversation that we had had last week 
with Grover Norquist on everything that's in this. Now, we're talking about this because uh, Kirsten Cinema is dragging her feet. She wants to change a couple of things in the uh, for the bill. She hasn't accepted it. She could torpedo this whole thing. And so the problem with there's a lot of problems with this tax. Like we, I was telling you yesterday, and I included it in your prep. I really hope that you read it. Uh, it was about how the book tax would actually put America behind communist China in the 5G race because it hampers the, the minimum book tax. That's that corporate tax that's, that, they're, that they're talking about in this bill. It, it really stymies wireless spectrum investment. We have a major problem with investment in the right kind of infrastructure. When you hear all these infrastructure bills from you know, all that discussion from Democrats, it's never with wireless. It's never with, with anything that could actually also sub as a, a NATSEC issue. It's never with refineries, nothing like that. It's, it's never with rare earth mines, nothing like that. That's not the infrastructure they're talking about. It's, it's so bizarre. You know, if they actually talked about that, they could make a really good case for it. I mean, that's something that I do think actually falls under federal government purview. And that I'm actually totally fine with talking about how much to spend on. But this other stuff is just, they try to act like entitlement is infrastructure. It's not. Now, this book tax, in addition to this, I, I had a, a thing, we, we ran this down yesterday. It's all, it was also sent out to you in the email over at Substack Chapter and Verse. The things that got Joe Manchin to agree to this inflation bill and he's he was getting all kinds of you know really kind of handouts for west virginia and then he got a refined permitting system as it relates to oil and gas so that they could have actual concrete deadlines like a year for this and a couple of years for that i'm not going to get into the weeds with it but there were there were some of the requests that he made which actually made sense but it doesn't make sense to trade that monstrosity of a bill and a trillion dollar tax increase for what he's asking for. That's a stupid trade, right? That's like a rare Pokemon card going for something stupid. Don't do that. Why'd you make that trade? Or garbage pail kids. Remember how we used to trade garbage pail kids? You know, that's like trading one of your real good garbage pail kids for a stupid generic one that everybody's got. Stop it. Well, in addition to that, the Tax Foundation came out with their report and they said that the book tax, that book minimum tax is going to have the biggest impact on the coal, steel, and recreation industries measured as a percent of their net income. That is a problem, a major problem. And remember, the it was yesterday evening, the America State Coal Associations, including West Virginia, their association, Kentucky's, Ohio's, and they also had the uh, Pennsylvania Coal Alliance, they savaged the Schumer Mansion Agreement. Savaged it. They said that, quote, this legislation is so egregious, it leaves those of us that call Senator Mansion a friend shocked and disheartened. It doubles the current tax on coal and subjects mining companies to the highest tax of any other American business out there, effectively costing mining companies tens of millions of dollars in new taxes and they add, adding to the complexities of keeping state fuel and household energy costs stable and competitive. But they also say that the Schumer Mansion proposal, which is accurate, provides the EPA under Biden with the, quote, clear and unbridled ability and expanded budget to regulate greenhouse gases and state coal assets however they deem appropriate 
or in the most punitive manner possible. Now, I want to pause here because this goes out to cap and trade. Trump undid that. This is redoing it. I mean, it's kind of already effectively implemented under Biden already with regulations, but this wholeheartedly without question does it. That's going to drive up energy costs to a breaking point. Now, John Kerry is super happy with this proposal. Uh, so are some of these other you know, toadies in the energy department. And they're asking too. all of these associations that are supposedly good friends with Manchin. They're saying as we watch inflation grow, this is what they're writing in their letter. Quote, as we watch inflation grow, energy costs increase and every American family hunkering down to make personal sacrifices while watching while stretching available dollars. We have to ask why now? I mean, that's true. Why now? I mean, why? Why support? Why? That doesn't make any sense. They are absolutely the hardest hit in this. Dude, he's going to out himself. He's going to get himself out of his seat. I'm. I'm I'm really kind of shocked by this because if man if he was on the ballot he would he might lose that's one of the things that has always kept him in his seat cuz West Virginia is not a like not a blue state and that was a state that Trump consistently took every election and it was always amazing and I, I loved watching everybody just kind of like, well, you know, Manchin would, you know, kept his seat last time, kept it and ha- would keep a, a maintain a decent approval rating. I don't know if you're going to be able to do that anymore. That's hmm. now the the way that this thing, it's not just the way that that the taxes in here, but the structure of them. It's bad. I keep now all of these reports are coming out, all of these analyses of 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 all of this. They say some of the hikes, some of the additional net tax hikes by industry from this, they real estate and rental leasing, they are going to see a huge, like a basically 12% increase. This is from the tax foundation. They are going to see a huge hit as well. Retail is going to see a hit. I mean, this is nuts. It is nuts. Raising the Effective tax rate for corporate income taxes, that goes from 18.7% under what it is currently to 194 Now, get this. You comfortable in your seat there, King? Okay. Utilities and agriculture. Now, you heard mining's going to get hit the hardest, but guess who gets the biggest jump? It's agriculture. They're watching a rising effective tax rate from 14.7% to 23.3%. Yeah. Uh-huh. While we're going through food shortages uh-huh. at the moment, this is what they're wanting to do? Uh-huh. Unbelievable. This is from the, this is the tax foundation. <sighs> I'm not going to get into some of the other. It's just depressing. Do you really want me? I mean, it's, it's bad. It's, it's not good. Because they look at everything. They look at retail trade, food services. They're going to see a hike, too. Um, the agriculture thing, really, that shocks me. That really has... Um, wow. I mean, this is disturbing. So you got... I, I, and as every... This is... There is no way. And additionally, 
the Congressional Research Service, and Phil Kirpin noted this, he shared uh, at one of the tables from uh, their analysis of this, and I'm going to, I'll leave that, I'm going to have that link, I'll put that link in to your newsletter too. He uh, has this, he links to this, the Congressional Research Service. They said a drug that doesn't, a drug company that doesn't agree to a price set. Oh, wow. Hold up. Wait until you hear this. Dude. A drug company that doesn't agree to a price set by Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra. Kane, guess what the excise tax that they will face. Guess that excise tax. Increase. 10%? Oh, no. Way higher. 20%? Way higher. 30%? Way higher. 40? Way higher. 60? Way higher. Think Eight. colon blow levels. <laughs> Thousand? Yeah. Uh, anywhere from 185 to 1900% increase. Are you kidding Excise me? Excise tax. Yep. Yep. So there you have it. This is wild. The what? Uh, how in the world do they've got? Did he do something that they got blackmailing him? Was he hitting the parmesan with Hunter? Like what in the world, man? I'm I'm amazed at 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 this. Uh, how this is? It's just disturbing. It is incredibly disturbing. So I, all I know is that this is what he's agreeing to now. Kirsten Cinema, and we were talking about this. She's looking at that that pass-through tax, there's a couple of things that she's, she says that she and actually Bernie Sanders hate it for different reasons. Of course, you know, Ber- it's weird because when I see Bernie Sanders hate something that I hate, I'm like, why? Why do you hate it? Why do you hate it? Usually he hates something that I hate because it's not free. I really feel as though she, because it seems like she's starting to get some backup. And this is why I'm bringing Sanders in. On this because he's pull this up he had tweeted last night that he was live on the senate floor and he said that it's time for major legislation that meets the needs of our people the inflation reduction act fails short of that goal she might be going above maverick and being real brilliant here because she could partner up with the progressives even though she's not a progressive she could use their dissatisfaction and and instead of her just being one person now you got a number of them and tank this thing she gives herself some cover for torpedoing it that that's that's some smart moves that's smart and it looks like punchbowl has a story on this it kind of looks like that might be happening now here's the thing he's they have not begun debate on this yet he ha- and I don't know when they will I know that um, Biden was telling them get it done before August recess etc he's got uh, punchbowl noted that there were two votes scheduled for today one of them uh, is st- I think one of them is still to come and then they head home for the weekend after that but I don't know if that's I mean nobody nobody knows but the cinema this is a very she, she was blindsided by the deal, and I think she's mad over that, which she, I think, has a right to be. Uh, apparently, it was reported that she and Manchin met on the floor for like 10 minutes, and she wants to scale back that carried interest 
That's gonna. That's the fourteen billion that they think they're gonna raise from private equity and hedge fund managers. It's so dumb. And then she also wants to change that corporate minimum tax structure. So those are two things that she's kind of that she's eyeing. So I don't. Um, I I don't even know why she wasn't even involved in the original deal in the first place. So I think because Schumer went around her and just included Mansion. I mean, I don't begrudge her for for working and, and making an alliance with Sanders. Enemy of my enemy is my friend and all, right? I mean, I don't I don't begrudge her for doing it. This is some really wild uh, movement, really wild movement. So, and a lot of them didn't. They were all asked, like everybody from Maisie Hirono to John Tester. Um, they were asked, like, what do you think about uh, you know her, her being left out of this? And they don't really want to wade into it. Because they're terrified either way they're going to take something. It's just, it's amazing to me to watch this stuff. But we'll, I'll, I'll, we're, we'll keep an eye on it. And if there's any movement on it, which I, they're not going to pass anything like this today. They still got to go through a bunch of procedural stuff. We'll let you know. But man, I'm telling you, it's looking worse and worse. I mean, who really was bait, baited and switched? Was it, was it Republicans for allowing that semiconductor thing to go through? Or was it Manchin? Now that you, I see more and more about this, I mean, you kind of have to wonder, right? And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. Man, I have a number of headlines here. Okay, so first up, GuardCat. GuardCat is credited with preventing a would-be robbery. This cat is adorable and also it looks a little crazy. I just want to say, this cat's got crazy eyes. Uh, 68-year-old, 68-year-old man Fred Everett in Tupelo, uh, out in Mississippi, said two people tried to break into his home and uh, that the cat warned Everett of the danger and was and like actually ran them off and it, it's nuts this is such a this is awesome story okay maybe I like that cat there's two cats I like and that's one of them rural school districts in Texas are switching to four-day weeks because they said that America is facing a catastrophic teacher shortage Florida is asking veterans with no teaching background if they want to like sub service subs or something Arizona is allowing college students to step in so like substitute teachers and just teachers in general there's a huge problem and this sounds like this is also going to be a problem scientists create the world's first synthetic embryo just because you can doesn't mean you should stick with us we got more in store after this shooting down woke culture one crazy headline at a time it's the Dana show director Ray What are y'all doing? This makes no sense. Do Do you agree with this FBI guidance that the Betsy Ross flag and the Gadsden flag and the Gonzales battle flag are signs of militia violent extremism? Well, Senator, I'm not familiar with the particular document you have behind you, uh, and I'm not in the practice of trying to comment on documents that I haven't uh, recognize, but I will tell you that when we put out intelligence products, including ones that reference symbols, which we do across a wide variety of contexts, we usually uh, make great pains, take great pains to put uh, caveats and warnings in the document that make clear that a symbol alone is not considered evidence of violent extremism. Uh, and uh, that's Anthony Ray who is a liar. I don't, I mean, I'm just, so what else can I say? Welcome back to the program, Dana Lash here. Because 
there's a li- they're using threat tags with their case management system, just like the same way that they were saying parents were domestic terrorists. I mean, so Project Veritas had this great pull this up. I had it up here just a second ago. They had um, this. It's a, an amazing story about how you have the Gadsden flag and uh, like actual FBI documentation showing that this stuff is happening. And they are labeling Gadsden flags as terrorists. I mean, we they leaked the Bureau's Domestic Terrorism Symbols Guide on Militia Violent Extremists. Now, they said that under the symbols category of the document, quote-unquote 2A, Second Amendment, is listed with the following explanation— MVEs justify their existence with the Second Amendment due to the mention of a well-regulated militia as well as the right to bear arms. They said that revolutionary war imagery like the Gadsden flag, which is a military authorized flag, by the way, the Betsy Ross flag are cited under the document in are cited in the document under commonly referenced historical imagery or quotes. This is a lot like what the what happened when Jay Nixon was governor of Missouri back in 08 when and I was a story that I broke on Missouri Highway Patrol working with Jay Nixon and they had the Gadsden flag listed as a symbol of potential domestic terrorism. A military authorized it's like an actual military flag. They have all kinds of stuff in here. They had um, any warrior culture. It's wild. Warrior culture, any kind of revolutionary war imagery, anything like that. I mean, they have all this in here. Absent, interestingly enough, is any kind of Antifa flag or fist, any BLM in, in, imagery, anything like that. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. When they were the cause of billions of dollars of damage over the course of a year. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's uh, really interesting. Hmm. So no, uh, nothing like that. I mean, it's not, that's not on here at all. I'm looking at it. It's not on here at all. No. I said Anthony Ray. Chris Ray's his name. I don't know why I said Anthony. I was thinking of Blinken for a second. I was thinking of Anthony Blinken. No, Christopher Ray. And he's just, I don't know. I'm just, this is just my job at the FBI. I don't know what, what we're doing. <laughs> it's their actual and they, and, they, and they said that it's, it's their, I mean, it is their actual documentation, Domestic Terrorist Symbol Guide. Um, not quite sure how, I mean, it's just wild to me. They have the most common phrases and references. Oh, yeah, that's, you know, uh, they have all that. Well-regulated American militia is a common phrase. They have all that in there. They said, uh, oh, man, it's just ridiculous. This is our government in action. Yay. They said that they, they document also ref- refers to Ruby Ridge and Waco. And even Timothy McVeigh. Please do not put all three of those things together. Do not even. Oh, my gosh. This is... You know, maybe this is why you had so many terrorists able to get through and do some sketchy stuff. 
like down the road from where we are, the one guy who apparently was on the watch list went and took a church hostage or took a temple hostage. I mean, it's that's crazy. But this it really it reminds me of uh, totally reminds me of that back in 08 with the Gadsden flag and the Obama truth squads with ads and all that during the general election. You remember all those things? So not only have they been referring to parents as domestic terrorists, but apparently if you support, you know, any of these things, I feel like that one meme where it's Ashton Kutcher and that 70s show and he can't go into a gymnasium because the sign says, oh, you can't bring in knives or guns or anything. And he's like, I have all these things. (laughs) This is so, so dumb. This is so dumb. But yeah, that's what they they have. They have the, uh, yeah, any kind of anarcho-capitalist flag. The Punisher skull. You realize that that's used by SEALs, right? Operatives, the Punisher skull. See, like the people who've done more heavy lifting than the people who made this stupid insipid list. Our government in action, folks. Jeez. That's uh, violent extremism. Where, where, what violent extremism have you seen? No Antifa flag on here. No fist. None of the fist stuff. You don't see that on here at all. Nowhere. Mm-mm. Now, in the meantime, FBI Director Ray says the agency, guys, is going to aggressively pursue the Hunter Biden laptop investigation. Yeah. Yeah. You mean the thing that he had for a year before Trump was before before the election, before 2020? Yeah, that, thing. that the laptop that he had already had for a year that they said that they didn't have and that there was that it was all Russian disinformation. But I thought it was Russian disinformation, though. Wait a minute. How do you. How can you pursue and investigate the thing that you said was Russian disinformation? I'm so confused, Kane. With Trump, it was all the speculation, and they opened up all the investigations. And now with Hunter, we have all the evidence, and they're mm. sweeping it under the rug. <sighs> I just want to bask in the ridiculousness of all of this. It, like they're only he's had it for he's had it for a year before this i don't i don't none of this mm-mm. now with the i mentioned this earlier there were four officers in the brianna taylor raid who were charged with cover-up of unlawful conduct merrick garland announced this today mm. he said that they met in a garage where apparently they agreed to tell a false story. The New York Post has more. They said that four of them were hit with federal charges and that uh, the federal charges, they said that they they alleged that members that that they of the federal charges announced today alleged that members of the place-based investigation unit falsified the affidavit used to obtain the search warrant of Taylor's home. And that they're accused of it was a so-called no-knock search warrant. I'm just curious because these same people support red flag law. So that's like the same thing. You can, you know, just. Um, wow. We're going to I'm going to talk about more about this case uh, tomorrow. But that's I mean, these are really those are really serious charges. I'm always skeptical of anything where, where it relates to Merrick Garland, though. And. I mean, I had my thoughts on this case to begin with, and I've shared those and I've written about it, but I just, it's just wild to see people get angry, like, pe- like people like Merrick Garland and the and red flag supporters get angry for this, but yet they support red flag. It's just, it's wild. I want to share with you too, this story 
from the Washington Post, which is uh, enraging. It's about monkeypox. It says, as they said, sex is a major driver of the global monkeypox outbreak. But health officials and longtime HIV activists say calls for abstinence don't work. That's what they're saying. The story says that officials are debating warnings to limit partners. They're actually talking about the fetish festival that went on in California as they're dealing with a major, you know, outbreak. I, there's, there is a difference in talking about actual human behavior and how much of what someone can do can be controlled with policy. But I don't, the, the time to have that conversation was when friends of mine were prevented from attending family funerals over coronavirus. Do you remember this? Like you can tell people, you can force people to wear a mask, but you can't tell gay men to wear a condom. I mean, you can tell, you can tell people to shut down their business, but you can't tell gay dudes to not go to fetish fest and be, and not be promiscuous. What in the world? No. Just, I'm, I mean, it's, this is such an asinine story. And, and tweet, what about 15 days to stop the spread? Maybe like, I don't know, don't be a whore for 15 days to stop the spread. Don't go to Fredish, fe- uh, Fredish, Fetish Fest and hoe it up. Maybe don't, you know, for 15 days to slow the spread, right? Isn't that what that, I mean, there were, there were actual people who, like, who legit had to, like, say goodbye to their parents from behind a, a, a you know, the, gla- the glass, the window in hospitals. People who couldn't get married with their friends and family. I mean, this was insane. And, th- and then they're going to, you, you, people weren't allowed to go to funerals. They weren't allowed to do anything. But this... Man, I saw this story, too, from ABC. It said monkeypox case trajectory could outpace current vaccine supply. And remember, the only people who can get it are, and that was from all of the the posted uh, requirements, like from a New York HHS up there in New York. They were saying, oh, you got to be a gay dude, or if you're a dude who identifies as a woman, and if you're none of these things in, and you're not with dudes, get out. You can't get it. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Alicia, Mr. President, I apologize. I want you to run. I happen to think you won't be running. But when you run or if you run, I will be there 100%. You have deserved it. You are a great president. And thank you for everything you've done for my state and all the states and all the cities in America. She's... That's Carolyn Maloney, who's who has to. She's having to bend the knee. Yeah, she remember she had we played audio of her yesterday, saying that she would not. She hopes that he doesn't run. Is what she said. I hope he doesn't run. She was she and uh, Jerry Nadler were asked that, and she said, "I hope he doesn't run." And Nadler didn't actually say anything, so it was kind of a little interesting. Uh, welcome back to the program, Dana Lash here. Nancy Pelosi was in South Korea. She did visit the DMZ. China's been firing 
missiles into Japan's exclusion zone. And apparently the White House is livid. They said she ignored everything to not go. And she's, yeah, she's expected. She's in South, she's in South Korea. She's supporting Seoul's efforts to denuclearize and pushed, because uh, she was the one who was apparently really in supportive of Trump meeting uh, and confronting Kim Jong-un. Remember they had that whole DMZ thing? That was really, mm-mm-mm. So this, uh, man, she's going to have a lot to deal with when she comes back, is what it sounds like. A lot to deal with. One other quick thing. So tomorrow we're going to get into whether or not how much the American dream has changed. I was looking at new data on the median salary needed to buy a home. Apparently, on average, it's six, at 76000 About 8500 more than the average household makes. We're going to discuss that tomorrow. And last but not least today, Kane and I have been talking this like throughout off and on the break today. So it came out. The new Joker movie, which is supposed to drop on October 4th, the new, there's like a little teaser trailer of it on, or of it out, and all it shows is Joaquin Phoenix and then Lady Gaga embracing in the teaser trailer. She's playing Harley Quinn, and I think, is it a whole musical, or does she, because I can't do musicals, dude, I really liked the first Joker, and I really like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. But dude, I can't. I can't do a musical. I can't, I can't. I can't watch that. I don't watch those. I'm not. I'm just not into it because none of it. I don't believe that people just break out into song and start harmonizing. Just and, and then they break out into a, like a flash mob dance. No, nobody does that. So we were talking because one of the reasons that Harley Quinn liked the Joker when she was his his psychiatrist was that he was like a really strong overpowering personality and that is not what joaquin phoenix's joker's like so how is that gonna i'm really what's that what's that dynamic gonna be like interesting i don't know are you gonna watch it if it's a musical kane if it's a musical no i'm not interested in that i don't even know how that would work it was refreshing to hear you say that because mostly chicks like musicals oh my gosh i'm notorious for not liking musicals my mom dragged me to him when like when Whenever something came to the theater, she'd be like, oh, let's go see this. And I just would rather jump off the theater's roof and break my legs off. I'm fine with people liking it. I'm not a fan of musicals. Mm. Steve sounds like he goes, she's great. American Horror Story. He's going to go see it. Is it a mu- If it's a musical, won't you, Steve? We got today in stupidity now, Kane. All right. Yeah, this audio came out just towards the end of radio yesterday. It's Karine Jean-Pierre declaring that the Supreme Court was unconstitutional in how they handled Roe v. Wade. Listen to this. One, when uh, when the Supreme Court made this extreme decision uh, to take away a, a constitutional right, Except it's not. Uh, it was an unconstitutional, unconstitutional action by them. No, it wasn't. There wasn't anything unconstitutional about it. And nobody in the media pool, by the way, said, oh, yeah, what was the unconstitutional thing, Corrine? If you could point that out, yeah. To what, us. yeah. What part in the uh, constitutional but, uh, part yeah. of it? What, where, where is it? Can you find that for us? Can you find it for us, folks? Tomorrow is Friday. I will be with you back behind the mic. Then have a great night and watch out for the newsletter.